Hey, 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 welcome to the fourth season of Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. I'm Steph. And I'm KB. Steph is a certified holistic wellness and gut health specialist who has dedicated 10 years of her life to building multiple six-figure businesses online. And KB is a former network marketing hater turned top leader in her industry. She is a certified life coach helping women to get unstuck from the same chains that once held her back. Together, we have built a thriving business by helping incredible women just like you level up in their health and wealth, all while staying rooted in Christ. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. Hey, hey, Activators. I am here again, seeing Steph, uh, but she will be back next week. I'm super excited because I have a very fun guest. My friend Bliss is here. Um, I'm just going to call you Coach Bliss now because that's what I keep seeing (laughs) on Instagram. Um, So Bliss is my friend and she is an amazing um, coach. She is such an inspiration in the fitness and nutrition space. Um, she's a Midwest girl turned California girl, Jesus lover. Um, and in the words of Amy Bernhard, her body is a wonderland. So, um, <laughs> welcome to activate bliss. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited too. So you and I, I feel like we have a lot in common, so I'm excited for yeah. this conversation. All right, guys, before we get in the episode, I just want to talk to you about NUX activewear. Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with NUX Active. NUX Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process, from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel Positive Planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. NUX Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, don't walk over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. As a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code ACTIVATE20 at checkout. That's ACTIVATE with a K, 20 at checkout. Make positive moves with Nux Active. Let's just start by you sharing your background in fitness, like how you came to be who you are today. Yeah, um, I feel like a lot of people have a very similar story to mine. Um, I started with running and eating Caesar salads, you know, because I was reading fitness magazines at the time. This is when I was like early 20s. And so that's kind of like how my fitness journey started. That's all I knew. And I became a runner and like running was my thing. And um, it, you know, slowly turned into a very unhealthy addiction to a scale, a number on the scale. And so um, I, I was just very, at that time, disordered eating and exercise really wasn't talked about. This was 2010, 11, 12. It really wasn't something that was as common. Bodybuilding was like you know, the thing, yeah, yeah, that or running. And so, um, you know, I just was so unsatisfied with myself. And so I felt like I just need to run more and eat less. And that led, um, you know, for me who always sat around 130, 140 pounds, I got down to 98 pounds and, um, it was just from 
running as much as possible. I had to do like eight mile runs in the morning and then another three miles at night. And I just felt like I'm going to reach my dream body once I get to it. The number kept lowering, you know, yeah. like, oh, I'm 115 pounds. That will be Then it. I'll be happy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's crazy to look back on photos, but I, the moment that I felt completely just like devastated and like, I'm never going to be happy is yeah. at this point, I, I think I had just hit like 99, 98 pounds. And there was this girl who, um, I always saw in the gym and I was like, Oh, she's goals. Like as, I just need to know how much she weighs. And like, mm. I need to like, make that my goal. And we had this like digital scale in our gym. And I was on the Stairmaster as always, if I wasn't running. And I saw her walking to it. And like a total psycho, I jumped off the Stairmaster. And I'm like, I'm going to run up and stand behind her. I'm going to see what she weighs. And then I will like know like what my final goal is. Wow. And she was 120 pounds. And I just felt like I remember just seeing that number. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like... And then at that point, you know, still didn't hit, but I was the issue. Right. Um, but yeah, wow. I mean, that led into um, binge eating, which again, didn't know that was a disorder. I just felt like I don't have discipline, you know, like I lose my discipline in the evening, but I would just get home from work after eating like protein shakes and bowls of spinach and just ridiculous things. Yep. And I would gorge on food. And honestly, it was... I felt like maybe the faster I eat it, the less like shame it would affect you or something. Yeah. 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 It was like, I was like fooling myself, but I would eat all of this food so fast. Um, and that led to me gaining, you know, about 70 pounds in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, what actually saved me was I gave up on trying to lose weight. I, all of my friends were drinking all the time and eating whatever they wanted. And they all had skinny bodies, but they were just so happy. And I was like, you know what? I'm just destined to be overweight and I'm overweight now and I'm miserable. So I might as well just enjoy myself. Yeah. And that actually is what stopped my binge eating, which, um, when I just gave it up, I said, you know what, if I want something, I'm going to eat it. Spoiler alert. (laughs) If you don't want to binge, you have to eat. Yeah. And so as soon as like the food wasn't allowed. It was allowed. It wasn't as desirable because I do naturally, I, I enjoy healthy food. I kind of like not always have, I grew up on fast food, but I definitely enjoy healthier food. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I just, at that point slowly began to lose the weight that I had been putting on just from living a normal life. I still went to the gym, you know, cause I loved it, but I was no longer dieting and doing these meal plans. And I became a trainer because I was, you know, I, I loved it. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, you know, I was still like 155 pounds when I became a trainer. So I was overweight for my size. And I like look back at plans and stuff that I wrote for people. Just had no idea. Like, yeah. I was having, you know, very overweight clients do like bodybuilding, like bicep days and stuff like that. Like I just... So it's you funny, just, but I was the more, I you was, know, you, d- you didn't know now the, yeah. the, the more, you know, you know, better, you do better. Yeah. And that I, I love the saying of just like, do something before you're ready, because truly mm-hmm. training was something that I hopped into just because I felt passionate about it. And now, you know, almost a decade later, I've learned so much from being in the industry and doing it myself and getting myself to a healthy weight and maintaining it. And so you know, my struggle with eating and exercise and all of that truly has made me the trainer that I am today. And now I'm so thankful that I I struggled with that because 
you know, the empathetic side of me, which is one of my strengths is so strong. I'm not one of those coaches who's like, if you want it, you just have to work for it. You need to work harder. It's like, I truly feel, I feel the, the struggle my clients go through when they feel like they're trapped in their body or whatever. And I don't know, it's just, it's very cool. It's a blessing now. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a blessing truly. And you know, our mess is always turn into our message. That's the way God, you know, created us and how it's supposed to work. Um, but my story is so similar. Like I started out as just a runner mm-hmm. and I would run and run and run and run and run. And I was nursing, um, Asher. So I was tiny, like between running and nursing, like I was like, there was no nothing. And I was like, Oh, this is just like my new body. Like, I'm just, I'm really tiny. This is amazing. Um, and I remember I I stopped nursing and I gained 12 pounds in a week and I was like sheer panic hit. Right. Like, so it's like, Oh no. Okay. I'm not nursing. So I'm not burning those calories. So now I have to run more like, Mm -hmm. right. So it's just like, add the miles, run more, eat less, just like you're saying. Um, and again, never could get my body to look like what I thought was ideal. And I too, I would see people at the gym and I would be like, what do you do? Like, what do you do to have that body? And you're, I'm sure you are that to a lot of people like, wait, what does she do? I want to just be her. I know you are. Cause I hear people say it. Um, but very similar thing. And I would, you know, all day. I'm like doing, I'm doing what I would say. So good. I was so good today. Right. I only ate this much or, you know, Mm -hmm. basically I was better if the less I ate, the better I was like the better. Um, yeah. Like you, it's almost like you attach this moral standard to how much or how little you ate in a day. And then again, at night, like you're saying, like you're starving. So then you binge and you do, you just shovel it in. Right. And I too, I didn't know, I never knew that I had an eating disorder. And for me, um, I say it was bulimia. I didn't think that it was that because I wasn't throwing up, but I was purging with exercise. So I would binge and binge and binge and binge. And then I would go to the basement and get on the Peloton, get on the bike, get on the treadmill, get on, do whatever. It could be 10 o'clock at night and I am punishing myself on a machine, um, you know, and I became absolutely obsessed and I could never, it was a, it was a battle, an uphill battle, one that I could never win because Mm. nothing I did. Um, you know, it was just the same disgusting cycle that I was on this whole roller coaster. And then I signed up for this, um, which was really the nail in the coffin is I signed up for, um, this program with this housewife and I had to sign an NDA and, uh, the program was basically, um, 60 minutes of cardio a day proven. So like proven with a photo, uh, wait every single morning proven with a photo. Oh my gosh. Photos of everything I ate. And it was a specific meal plan. So it was like, you eat this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner, this for snack. And they, I asked, I'm like, well, how many, like how many calories is this? Cause of course, you know, I'm like, I need to know the calories. Well, they said, we don't, we don't suggest tracking any of that. And so I was like, well, I'm going to throw this in my fitness pal and see. And it was less than 800 calories a day. And I did. And then you got a, I don't know if they called it a cheat meal. That's a, um, a, like a red flag for me when someone says cheat meal, because I turned a cheat meal into a cheat day. And so then what I would do is I would just wait for Sunday and it was to the point where I was getting in bed at probably like 6 PM because I had no energy. Like Jonathan would literally help me into bed at 6 PM because, and I was 
bliss. I was so proud of myself. I was so <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> like so I sick. starved all day and I did all this exercise. You weren't even allowed to pick up a weight. Like that was a no, no, no weight, only cardio. Oh, you're um, and, yes. And this went on and on and on. I paid for this. I don't know, multiple, multiple, multiple times because of course I would go yeah. off of it. I would go off of it and then I would gain all the weight back. Yeah. But Sundays turned into this just insane binge. And so then Sundays turned it. So it was like, I was just waiting for Sunday. I lived for Sunday. We would go to brunch. I remember at one point I went to brunch and I brought my own butter because I didn't like the butter they had there. I brought my own Kerrygold oh, uh, salted butter God. because like I was making the most out of the binge, right? This right. is all I got. And then I would come home and I would run 10 miles. So I would wait for my stomach to like be okay to move, but yeah. I felt so guilty and like I'd ruined everything that I'd done. And so I would go run 10 miles every Sunday afternoon. And it just was, it was awful. I was so yeah. unhealthy. I was so sick. I was so my, my, just my mind, nothing made sense. I thought I was doing everything right. And it was a battle I was never going to win. So that's <laughs> kind of at the end of that is when I realized like, Oh, cause I would watch people eat and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, how do you just eat like a normal person? Yeah. I was so confused about how to eat and like listening to my body because I had that had all just gone completely out the window. And I believed that my body had no idea what it needed or wanted or whatever, because it like, I felt like deceived by my body every time I tried to do something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very similar. I mean, I just was on this, this roller coaster trying to achieve this thing that I could never ever get to um and that's when I met Caitlin I think I connected the two of you but she um really because she's in San Diego she really just helped me and it's because mm -hmm. she had been through it so she had the empathy like what you're talking about right like yeah. she could relate to me and she knew when I explained something she knew exactly how that felt and that's what you can offer to people because you've been yeah. there you've been on the roller coaster yeah. um and Oh my gosh. I mean, thank God I'm not in that place anymore. I know. I don't I know. couldn't imagine living like that. Yeah. The time. I mean, also, I like, I'm like, I don't even have the time to run as much as I used to. Well, I, what I noticed when I, when I recovered was the brain space I had for other things. Right. Yeah. I had no brain space left for anything except for food, diet, exercise, my body. Like it, yeah. it was, it was all you consuming. Live in brain fog. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And it's all mm -hmm. I could think about. Um, so just what a gift it is to be just released and healed from all of that. But I'm sure you see that a lot. Like, um, I always quote this, I don't even know where I heard it, but the, the biggest predictor of weight gain is going on a diet Yeah, because you're restricting, like restricting yeah. is never gonna, sure. I know, I understand that there need, there's a time and a place for a calorie deficit. It's important for people who are trying to lose weight or need to lose weight. But I think sometimes we think we need to lose weight. Like you're saying, we're tied to this number. This number yeah. is our worth. Mm -hmm. And then you can never get to the number or you get to the number and you're like, wait, I still don't like my body. Yeah. So I'm sure you see that a lot. Yeah. 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 The number is like a huge thing. And that's why I actually made that post or I shared something yesterday that said like, it, do you care more about looking a certain way, like your body being a certain way or weighing a certain amount? right? You care about your body. So like, stop relying on this number. And mm -hmm. I had so many women respond to that. They're like, Oh, I really needed to hear that. That's yes. such a reminder because it's truly like, 
you know, I get clients all the time. They're like 125, 125 is my number. And they're like five, eight. I'm right. like, five is not your number, sis, because it's not my number. Exactly. Five. That's what I thought. And I think a lot of women go back to like what they weighed in high school. And they're totally. like, oh, but I was an adult. Like when I graduated, I weighed 120. So I should obviously just still weigh 120. And I just think like what a difference there is between that's a girl and a woman. And there's yeah. a difference in our bodies. Like we're not going to stay the same. And for me at 5'9", to think that I should weigh 120 pounds, like that's yeah. insane. It's insanity. Yeah. I saw something today, a, a coach that I follow, she posted like, a, a reel. And it said, it turns out my dream body is 30 pounds heavier than what I thought. Oh, that's good. Right. And that's it's really so good. true for so many of us. Like if you had told me when I was nursing and running and I weighed 130 pounds that I would be so happy and proud of myself at 155, I would have thought, mm-hmm. get out of here. Like, yeah. there's no way that would have sounded like an emergency number to me before. And now it's just like, basically, yes. Like, yes, you're obese. And, and that's another thing that we could talk about too. Like, like the BMI calculator doesn't even count muscle because I feel like some of those, some of those say that I'm like, I'm not athletic. I'm not like, uh, there's a scale on my, or on my scale. It tells me that I'm acceptable. (laughs) And I'm like, rude. (laughs) That's great. I'm not athletic and I'm not, there's something else, athletic and something. And I want to be one of those. And mine's like way on the other side and it says acceptable. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'll settle for acceptable. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So tell me, like, how do you, how do you help people that are in a similar cycle and what is, is it that you actually do? Yeah. So I, I really express like realistic fitness is what I coach and people it's shocking to me truly that fad diets are as popular as they are. And I truly think that they will always will be popular because everybody's always looking for the fastest way to do anything. And we know that the fast way to make money, the fast way to lose weight, but everybody wants everything at the drop of the hat. Yeah. So, you know, anyone in the fitness industry who's doing things correctly will always be fighting the stigma of like, but you can do it faster and better and, more whatever. Um, you know, like I could count probably at least five people who are on Ozempic who are not diabetic. It's just, everybody's looking for that next thing. Mm -hmm. It's shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what I do is I really explain that to to clients is this is probably going to be different than anything you've ever done. And the reason being is, and I, I like to set that expectation from the get go is do not be looking for, physical results in the first two months, you know, we're, we're talking 12 to 16 weeks is really when you will start to see a difference, you know, and that really, I've actually had clients quit when they hear that. They're like, I need something faster. And it's like, you've done something faster a hundred times. And here you are hiring a coach again. So let's do something different. Um, you know, and a perfect comment I got yesterday on my Instagram, somebody said, I've been working out for 20 days consistently, and I still don't see results. What am I doing wrong? And I said, sister, you need Nothing. 20 weeks. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yes. So, you know, for me, the number one thing that I hear when a client gets their meal plan is this is too many calories for me. Yeah. Yeah. Never eaten this many calories. Yeah. And it's like, Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why you keep gaining the same 20 pounds that you keep losing. You know, mm-hmm. metabolic damage is 
so prevalent in our culture um, is because people live under that 1200 calorie mark. They don't know how to eat more than 1200 calories, no matter how tall or how much they weigh. Mm-hmm. They're like 1200. It's like it's the like same the thing. Gold standard. Of, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 1200 calories. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I've watched my parents do a trillion fad diets and yep. they're finally kind of waking up in their fifties, yeah. but it's still a very popular thing. So, you know, a higher caloric intake with a good protein amount is where they start. Yes. And then the other thing is that they're working out four to five days a week mm-hmm. and that's it. And I have clients who are like, I can work out seven or yeah. what can I do the other two days in on the rest days? What can I do? You don't have programming those days. I'm like, you can walk. Exactly. To That I will tell you that that is a struggle that I still have is thinking that I, that more is better. Um, I do, I do struggle with controlling like the food. I eat a ton. I eat 2,400 calories a day to almost 300 grams of carbs. Like I, I eat it, but I very much struggle with like, so I'm going to Charleston this weekend for like five Mm -hmm. days. So I struggle with getting out of my routine. So, and I, and also like my coaches constantly, like my coach is coming on here to do a podcast to talk about rest and recovery and rest days because, and he's like, basically, I'm just going to be talking to you and everybody (laughs) can listen (laughs) Um, because that is, I am very much like, it's almost like working out is so much a part of my identity that I don't know what to do with myself on the days that I don't do it. It's such a part of who I am. And it's my social connection in a day happens at the Mm -hmm. gym. And I I just absolutely love it so much. But I do feel like today, I know what the workout is tomorrow, and it's going to destroy me and I need a rest day. But in my head, I'm like, no, because you're going out of town Saturday. So you have to I know. And so like, get, just get through to Saturday and then you'll have a couple days off. Um, but that's where you end up injured and people really don't, including me, recognize that they would be better off with like three to five workouts a week. They would have more results than working out seven days a week. Your body has no time to recover. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I weirdly love rest days. Um, I'm thankful that I appreciate rest days. My struggle is since I have built a platform on how my body looks, sometimes I get in my head with, I need to maintain this leanness, right? Or if I don't, people won't value me as a coach. And so that's kind of like where my struggle is sometimes where mm-hmm. I'm not the most lean that I've been right now because my business has, you know, it has been booming. Take and so off. yes, business has trumped, um, you know, the gym being my, my thing that I can just spend more time doing. Um, so sacrifices have been made and they've been made in the gym. Yeah. And so that's kind of like my own mental thing that I really have to get, get myself out of. Um, but yeah, I truly, I, I love rest days. I promote rest days and um, I, I just feel really good. My workout after a rest day is always so, so much better. I know, like, I know I'm not going to do well at the workout tomorrow and I hate that. Yeah. So it's like, I know if I could just convince myself to take a rest day and that it's yeah. okay and that I won't lose any progress because that's really where I struggle. Like I'm really good with like rest as far as like getting my sleep at night. I'm really great at that. Mm-hmm. I'm really great at my nutrition. I know. I mean, no, I still no, have never been on a trip with Kristen. She will be the first one. To sleep. My makeup is off. I'm in my pajamas. No one can find me. Yeah. I do the Irish goodbye to go to bed. Yeah. Like I don't say it because I don't want to hear everybody's opinion, but I'm going to bed. But I'll also be up like at our last retreat, Su- Susanna texted me. She goes, 
uh, Richard and I really enjoyed listening to you do your burpees this morning oh, <laughs> because I, I was ab- I was above them, but I'm also up at five five thirty in the morning. Um, that's just that's just how I live my life, I guess. Okay. But yes, I stick to my routine. Yes. But letting go of the control is where I I still struggle. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I. I don't know. I just feel like if I go and I eat things that I'm not supposed to eat or I'm not like, I can't control my macros when, when I'm gone for five days and I'm staying in a hotel and I'm eating out every day, like you can do so much, but it's, you can't do great. Um, so that's where my struggle still lies is just in living a little, um, because very much I'm just like, "Mm, no, I'm good. I don't eat it if I can't track it. And that's like also not a great way to live. You got to be able to find the balance there. So that's always, I'm always a work in progress in that. Totally. And that's such a type A, like all my clients who are type A, they're that way. They're like, I have to be on my routine or I'll lose my mind. And I'm the opposite. You know, I'm just like, you know, go with the life. And I wish I was actually more that way. Cause you guys thrive in like structure and order. And I mean, that's why you're so successful in business, you know, whereas I'm like, what? What's going to do? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think there's um, a little, if we could all just kind of meet in the middle there, that yeah, would really have um, that benefit perfect. all of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, definitely struggle with that still. And that's every week. Like when I check, I have a coach and I check in with her and she's like, okay, it's going to be fine. I promise. I just like, I just need, basically I need you to prove to yourself that everything's okay if you go and enjoy yourself. And so I think that's like, you know, what she's constantly trying to, um, to help me with. Yeah. Um, but so, okay. So tell me, how does your program work and what do you, cause I, so you're in California, so obviously you have Mm -hmm. clients all over the United States. So how, Mm -hmm. how does that look for people? When they hire you. Yeah. So um, you do, you know, when you hire me as your coach, all of your programming and your meal plans are sent to you um, through an app that I use to use everything. And it's so beautifully done. Um, the company that I um, I use their platform, platform through is called Linus. And they basically took the part, you know, trainers were great coaches, but tech savvy, we are not. Mm. And so they found that that was a huge struggle for trainers. And so they created this beautiful masterpiece of a platform for us trainers to plug in all of our stuff with. So everything just looks so beautiful and professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and the meal plan portion is my favorite about the programming. I mean, obviously programming workouts is my love language, but just as like the variety of meals that all of my clients get, you know, it's amazing and it changes every six weeks. So when you're sent your meal plan, um, it's based on the macros that I provide for you. And it might be a little bit more than you expect. Yes. Um, you always have to trust the process, but yeah, you get um, workout programs and meal plans and that update every six weeks and the workout programs are gnarly. Um, yeah. That's kind of like what I'm known for is the workouts. They're tough Um, but they're tough in that way that you will appreciate those rest days that you get, you know, whether it's two to three a week and, um, it just keeps every phase. That's what I call them. Every six week phase just gets a little bit harder in its own way. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's really fun. So I have at home programs. That's just, um, the only thing you need is dumbbells. And I have an engine program, which is, you know, just like your typical box gym of like any, like your normal equipment, um, Mm -hmm. That you can use there. And so I have a lot of clients who also do like a hybrid of the two. Um, you know, it's, it's really popular, the at-home plan for moms who yeah. just don't have the availability to get to the gym. The at-home plan is amazing. So 
Um, yeah, I love them both. The, all of the workouts are programmed by me. Um, they've all been tested and tried and true by me. So I know what you're going through when you send me um, how much you hated that workout. <laughs> I know how it feels. I already know. Yeah, that's great. I think people, yeah. I mean, people need that push. And yeah. so do you find that people struggle more with the workouts or more with the nutrition aspect? You know, the, the people that I've seem to be attracted to me have the very similar experiences as far as like their struggles with food. Um, you know, it's, they love to work out just like I did. I've always worked out. That's not been the issue, but the issue has been, I restrict too hard on food and I just do too much. And then here I am gaining and losing the same 15, 20 pounds. And so truly it's the the most work that I do with clients, you know, when we're doing our weekly check-ins and stuff is, that consistency in the meal plan and trusting that they need to be eating the calories that I have planned out for them. Yeah. You know, that's really the biggest thing. That's really been the most eye-opening thing in my, I guess I've been on this specific um, plan for, I guess maybe like say 10, well, it's been since April, maybe end of March. And that is the one thing that like when, when this girl told me how much food I was going to be eating, like when she's like, okay, 275 grams of carbs. I was like, oh my word. And I was already eating like 200. Right. But I was like, oh, and that is the part that I would have never without actually doing it. And without pictures, like I think pictures are such an important part of being on a journey like this, because if you're just looking at the scale, like three days ago, I weighed four pounds more than I had my period. I weighed four pounds more than I weighed today. And I would have spiraled had I not been seeing the pictures and starting to recognize, like she'll point out like, oh, you're in the luteal phase or you're in the follicular phase or you're this or that or whatever. And so that helps me to know like, okay, I might be holding on to a little water or, you know, Mm -hmm. this, or, or we'll just kind of look at the data over a long period of time and be like, okay, this is kind of what's happening. Let's, let's change this up here, which is what you offer to people. And Mm -hmm. I think that if I had not seen those pictures, like I would not have been convinced. And just looking in the mirror, you see yourself in the mirror every single day, right? Like you're not going to notice these little minute changes, but over time, when you're looking at these pictures week after week after week, it is blown my mind, like blown my mind. And I looked back, this was an interesting thing. So I used to do all these like drastic things, right? Like I would hit, so 164 was emergency weight. So whenever I hit 164, I had to do something. (laughs) drastic. Okay. I would be like, Oh baby, I'm at emergency weight. I have to, I'm going to hire this girl. I'm going to do this thing or whatever. Yeah. And I would like lose the weight in a matter of, you know, two weeks or something like crazy. I'd be down like 12 pounds and I'd be so happy. Oh yeah. Just whatever I had to do, anything, (laughs) starving, running, whatever. So I looked back at, so I, I would take pictures back then too, but so I took a picture at emergency weight and then I had a picture that was, I want to say like, I don't know, two and a half, three weeks later, I'd lost like 12 pounds and I was, oh, so happy. Right. When I, when I took that picture, the after, when Uh I compared the after with how I look now, and even how I looked when I went into this program, having been eating and lifting weights for so long, I was blown away at the change in my body. I thought the after was like, okay. I'm like, oh, I look, cause I lost the weight. But the, my body composition changed so Mm -hmm. much when I focused on weight training and eating enough food. Yeah. And I just think that's where people just get so caught up. Like they, 
just their mind is still so stuck. And like, I was just at home um, and I was at the little local gym and I was watching these ladies come in and they would literally go from like the stair stepper to the treadmill, to the elliptical and yes. then they would leave. And oh, I was like, sis, <laughs> come over here and pick up some weights with me. Like people don't understand. Like I just still don't understand the mentality of, Oh, I'm going to get big and bulky. Like, no, I'm at, you're, you're taking the, the amount of space muscle takes up in your body is so, I don't know, like it just makes so More much sense. sense to me. Yes. That if you're picking up weights and you're creating muscle mass, that you're going to change your body composition and get finally the toned body that you think you're going to get from a cardio machine. Yeah. And you're never getting there. The guy said, I love your confidence that you just think you're going to get jacked by picking up weights. Like, appreciate the confidence, but no. <laughs> it's not happening. And I think that's just what people have been led to believe. Like, oh, I just got to, it's calories in, calories out. I got to, if I burn all these calories on this machine, and then you end up skinny fat. And, yeah. um, you know, not, you're like, why don't I have this toned body? Well, because you don't have any muscle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sculpts. It does. It, sh- it gives you, if you're looking, if you're running after the girl in the gym, trying to see how much she weighs because she has the body you want, I guarantee you it's not on the number on the scale. It's, it's in how, much, how often she's lifting weights. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So what, what I hear come up a lot is people who quote unquote fall off. So it's yeah. con- this constant like back and forth of, oh, I'm so consistent to literally nothing for weeks and months at a time. So how do you like, how do you talk to those people and how do we help people to become, to understand the importance of just consistency and you don't have to missing a couple of days doesn't mean you fell off. It's literally like, just go back the next day. I always try to tell people like never miss twice. Like, okay, this didn't work for me this day and whatever, but tomorrow I'm going to get up and do it again. I'm not going to allow this thing to be to, to start a new habit, to like become a cycle. If I just get up and do it again, do it the next day. Like it's no harm, no foul. Like it's okay. Um, but so, so many people get so in their head, like, well, I messed it all up, whatever. I'm just going to quit. Bye Jim. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) January 1st. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this actually came up on the other day on Instagram. I set up a question thing and somebody asked, you know, what do I do if I've fallen off or I keep falling off of my plan? Like, how can I be more consistent? And, you know, how I broke it down was if you feel like you consistently fall off of something, it means that you are probably setting yourself up for a lifestyle that is not um, maintainable, Mm -hmm. you know? And when people fall off plans, it's because they set such a high expectation that's not realistic at all for their lifestyle, their schedule, you know, what they've been eating, all of those things. And so it's not a lifestyle for them. They've put themselves on a diet um, or some kind of just ridiculous routine. That's not realistic. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what I was saying was you, there's no falling off when it's a lifestyle and it becomes a lifestyle when it's maintainable. So what can you maintain? Can you move? Can you get movement in three days a week? Everybody can, you know, Um, can you just focus on, you know, and everybody, we need to start slow. So sometimes when clients come on and I look at their life and their schedule, cause that's something that we talk about in their questionnaire of like, what does your life look like? Mm-hmm. You know, and I have some moms who not only do they have four kids, they have a full-time job and they're in school part-time and they're, yeah. you know, their husband's also working full-time. God bless them. 
God bless them truly. Mm -hmm. And so instead of being like, well, this is your meal plan. You're going to work out five days a week and you just need to want it. And you just need to make it happen. We dial it back and it's like, all right, we're going to start from ground zero and we're going to focus on three days a week. Where can you fit in 30 minutes of movement? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, boom. And then we're going to add two more things. Let's see if we can hit these three things. Let's see if we can get you drinking, you know, a hundred ounces of water a day. And let's see if we can get you eating 125 grams of protein. Do you think that that's realistic for you to try and do for a month? Mm -hmm. If it is amazing, let's just do that. Ignore everything else. And we're just gonna do that for a month. And what happens is, um, you know, Chris and Heidi Powell, they had the show Extreme Weight Loss. Yep. And I did their course with them. And they said, how we get people to continuously keep losing weight for a year and not for a short term. And this is people who have very disordered eating because they've gotten themselves hundreds of pounds overweight yes. is they have to teach them small wins. And so they have to get them being, it, it's like that momentum snowballs is once I've done something once and I'm like, oh, I'm proud of myself. I want to keep going. But if it's small enough that you can do that and you can keep doing that successfully, then you're going to maintain it. And then at that point, we can slowly add on. But people go, I'm a mom and I have four kids and I work full time, but I want to lose weight. And so I'm going to work out six days a week and I'm going to eat nothing but eggs and spinach. And of course you're going to fall off. Yeah. It's it's like what people do on January 1st. And that's why by January 21st, ain't nobody left in the gym. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Because if you do things that are so extreme, it's never Mm going to be a lifestyle. It's never going to be maintainable. You're never Mm going to be able to stay consistent with it. And therefore it's going to continue to be a roller coaster for you. Yeah. And then the self-blame happens of, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not disciplined enough or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just too hard for me, you yeah. know, or like this isn't is. ever going to be my life. So I just might as well just give up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they're proving to themselves that mentality that they're already struggling with of, I can't do this, you know, right. and it's because of how they're doing it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. I love the start mm-hmm. small, noticing small wins, um, and then just adding in little bits here and there. Do you encourage people like to have step goals? Yeah. Yeah. So again, it depends on the person and what their lifestyle looks like. But, it, you know, if they have a very average, you know, American lifestyle of I work Monday through Friday, yeah. you know, nine to five, whatever it is, um, it's always 10,000 steps a day. But um, unless there's somebody who already has such a very low, like I, I took on a client, she's like, I get like 2000 steps a day. And so for her, it's like, again, we're going to, we're not going to hop her up to 10,000. So it's like, okay, let's see if we can double that, you know, where can we fit in times for walking? And so sometimes clients like that who do sit all day, unfortunately, um, and they are in the office, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have to add in a little bit of walking time on the treadmill pre or post workout for them. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I always say 10,000 is amazing. That's like the average we'd all like to be at. But for some people, it really isn't realistic for them. So we kind of yeah. just have to see where they're at. Yeah, that's one thing I added in that I wasn't doing before. And I knew I didn't have a, so for me, I couldn't have a watch for years. So it was just too mm-hmm. triggery mm-hmm. for me. I, I yeah. yes, I became obsessed. Like, oh no, I just ate that. And I, this says I only burned 600 calories. I'm obviously going to gain weight. I have to go do another workout or whatever. You know, I would like yeah. become obsessed. I'm, I'm a person who becomes obsessed with numbers, whether it was the number on the scale or the calories or whatever. Um, so I just in the last, what, since April or whatever, when I started, 
you know, cause she suggests 10,000 steps a day. So I'm That's like, okay, you <laughs> You're yeah, like, so I'm out. always getting the walks in. Um, but I do see the importance of it. Like it, it's really? important just in general to be moving your body throughout the day. Like, sure. Yeah. You can go to the gym for an hour in the morning, but you want to maintain some sort of movement throughout your day whenever you get a chance. So that really does yeah. help me to be like, okay, you know, instead of sitting here scrolling on my phone between these recordings, let me go walk a few laps, whether it's down the driveway or even around the house. Like it just, just makes you want to be a little more active, which is never a bad thing. Yeah. Which game changer, anyone who works at home. Yes, girl. I watch you on that. Walking. Path. I tell everybody it's my favorite purchase of all time. So I can't decide if I can actually work and walk at the same time. I don't know. What- I didn't think that I could. <laughs> so originally I just bought it because I was like, you know, at that time I was doing a lot of Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I have three hours a day of Zoom calls. I can walk and talk. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So that's why I got it. But, and I'm also, I'm so one track minded. I don't have the mind of a woman. I have like a man's mind. <laughs> I can't, I can't write and hear at the same time. Yes. So I thought I'm going to forget to walk and I'm going to fall on my face. But <laughs> I tell people if I can do it, Miss anybody can do it. So. I love it. Yeah. That's a game changer for sure. It's Especially awesome. on, yeah. Like on a rainy day or whatever. It's so nice to have another option besides like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get this done? Exactly. Which I do. <laughs> which I do. All right. Well, tell me, I obviously want you to share how people can find you. Um, but like, do you have any like last like tips for people or, um, I don't know, just whatever inspiration you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, I think that I would, you know, I always used to back in my early days of being a coach, I used to always say like suffer harder and just like push through and kind of just have that like tough, like you just need to want it more. And really I've changed into a coach who's Really think about what's realistic for you and let's slow things down. And um, I hope that anybody who listens to this who just feels like they're in that hamster wheel of gaining and losing weight and feeling like it's never going to work out for me, it just means that we need to take a step back and, you know, realistically look at how long it will take you to get to your goal because the time is going to pass either way. And, um, you know, a lot of people think, I'm going to get to my dream body in 12 weeks when it's really like, you're going to get to your dream body in two years, you know, maybe three years. And at that point and that three year mark, when you are there, there's going to be more things that you want to improve. So it's a forever, a work in progress. And to make it that you have to be realistic with your life. And there's always ebbs and flows to everything. Yep. Gotta, Um, gotta be able to still live life. Note to self. (laughs) Yep. So really just give yourself grace and people can find me. Um, I'm coach bliss on Instagram. I had to change my Instagram name because nobody thought my name was bliss. Like even people I've in real life, (laughs) I go, you know, sometimes like once or twice a week to this, this little camp gym here. And when I changed my Instagram name, everyone was like, Oh, you changed it. I was like, yeah. Cause nobody knew my name was bliss. Like clients would come on and think my name's Olivia. Hilarious. My name was Olivia. Oh my gosh. That's your middle name. Yeah, it's my middle name. Okay, so yeah. I, like, I had to change it. That's hilarious. Very, you know. I love your name. Your name Thank is you like, so yes, it's a beautiful name. Well, I appreciate you being on here. I think so many people can relate to the struggles. I mean, unfortunately, it is just an uphill battle for so many people. Um mm-hmm you know, weight and body image. And um, we're just fed so much, especially in this age of social media. And um, 
you know, there's always, there's always room for improvement. And there's always like, I just encourage everyone to hire a coach. Like we get help with so many things. Like there's no shame in hiring someone who can help you do this. You're going to get to your goal so much more quickly. It just, uh, it's invaluable to have that support and someone to be like, look, this is how I'm feeling. And then someone to just be able to talk you through that because sometimes that's the difference between giving up and pressing on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just that someone to give you that encouragement that you're looking for. And that's what you get with a coach. And you're getting someone, especially in you, someone who has compassion for what you're going through and has empathy because they've been there and you've done years of work on yourself and you've proven, you've collected evidence for yourself that, look, if I just stay consistent and do these things, I can maintain this body that I always wanted. And I mean, you're, you're such an inspiration, but you also make it so attainable for people. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So, okay. Well, yes, yes. And I'll, I'll see you. Hopefully, will I see you in September? Where are you going? Well. Are you going to Dallas? Yeah. Okay, girl. Well, good. Okay. So I'll see you in September and then I'll see you again in November. And yes. yay. Okay. This is great. So guys, I would so encourage you at Coach Bliss on Instagram. Check her out. Check out her program. Um, once you start watching her stories and seeing her um, in all her beauty. (laughs) You will want to hire her. Um, So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Bliss. Thank you so much. Happy Monday, everybody. And talk soon. Okay, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.